Such a privilege to be here. So great to see you. Hey, I'm, I'm really excited and privileged to share a, a passage of Scripture with you that has uh, confused me for quite a long time. There's a few passages in the New Testament that have often like really just bugged me. Every time I read them, I'm like... Just, and then I don't want to dig it out because I'm like, I'm afraid of what I might find. Um, but my question for you to think about just before we start this is, overall, how busy is your life? If 10 was so busy you feel like you've hardly got space to breathe and one is like, you're really bored, what number would you give your life? Show me on your fingers. Cool, cool, thanks. Especially in our modern society, we have a lot of technology and things that help life go faster. And in theory, life should get easier. But often, we just expect more, and it goes, and the expectations just rise to more. Um, So what we're going to be looking at today is actually God, rather than... There's nothing wrong with busyness, but God actually has a rest for us. And it seems to be pretty special to him. So the passage that we're going to dig into is in Hebrews 3 and 4. Thanks, Maddie. If you can just scroll through it as I read. Um, buckle your seatbelts. This is a fair chunk of scripture, but the writer of Hebrews seemed quite passionate about it. So I'm going to share it with you. Read with me. A rest for God's people. It is just as the Holy Spirit says, if you hear God's voice today, don't be stubborn. Don't rebel like those people who were tested in the desert. For 40 years, your ancestors tested God and saw the things that he did. Then God got tired of them and said, you never show good sense and you don't understand what I do. So God became angry. He got fed up with them. He told them, you will never enter my place of rest. My friends, watch out. Don't let evil thoughts well done, China, or doubts make, you, make any of you turn away from the living God. You must encourage one another each day and you must keep on while there is still a time that is called today. If you don't, then sin might fool some of you and make you stubborn. We were sure about Christ when we first became his people. So let's hold tightly onto our faith until the end. As the scripture says, if you hear his voice today, don't be stubborn like those who rebelled. Who were those people that heard God's voice and rebelled? Weren't they the same ones that came out of Egypt with Moses? Who were the people that made God angry for 40 years? Weren't they the ones that sinned and died in the desert? And who did God say would never enter his place of rest? Weren't they the ones that disobeyed him? We see then that those people did not enter the place of rest because they did not have faith. The promise to enter his rest, that place of rest, is still good. The voucher is still valid. We must take care that none of you miss out. We have heard the message just as they did, but they failed to believe what they heard. And the message did not do them any good. Only people who have faith will enter the place of rest. It is just as the scriptures say. God became angry and has told his people, you will never, told to their people, you will never enter my place of rest. God said this even though everything had been set ready from the time of creation. In fact, somewhere the scriptures say that by the seventh day, God had finished his work. And so he rested. We also later Read that he said, you people will never enter my rest. This means that the promise to enter is still good because those who first heard about it disobeyed and did not enter. Much later, God told David to make the promise again, just as I already said. If you hear his voice today, 
don't be stubborn. If Joshua, who led the children of Israel into that promised land, had given them the real rest, there would not be any need for God to talk about another day of rest. But God has promised us a Sabbath, the rest, when we will rest, even though it is not yet come. On that day, God's people will rest from their work, just as God has rested from his. We should do our best to enter that place of rest, so that none of us will disobey and miss going there as they did. What God has said isn't only alive and active, it is sharper than any double-edged sword. His word can cut right through our spirits and souls and through our joints and marrow until it discovers the desires and thoughts of our hearts. Nothing is hidden from God. He sees through everything, and we will have to tell him the truth. Now, I've often read that, or well, sometimes read that as a teenager, and, and it always made me feel queasy. I don't know, that it was just like, oh. So it seems so severe, like, don't you dare miss out. Now, the writer of Hebrews makes it quite clear that this rest, whatever it is that he's talking about, is only entered by one way. That is, it can only be entered by faith, which is like salvation. Like, we can only get saved, which means that we can have eternal life. We can have a life with Jesus through faith when we trust in him. So this rest must also be something pretty precious. It's quite special to God if he's like, when people don't believe him, he's like, fine, you're not touching it, get out of it. So what is this? What is it that is so precious to God that he's really keen to protect it? What is the rest of God? It is, and we can just have the, yep, we've got the next bit there. The rest of God is when we are trusting in his truth, when we have his truth down in our hearts, this is the result of it. When we have truth in our hearts, we begin to trust in him. When we trust him, there grows faith. When we live in faith, we enter the rest. Which also, to me, speaks about being in a place of peace. When we're at peace with God, in the olden days they'd say to you, you know, did they have it? were they at peace with God when they died? Meaning, were they connected to God? It's a place of connection. And when we are connected to God, Jesus said to his disciples in John 15, if you are connected to me and I'm connected to you, you're going to be a fruit. You're going to do things in your life without even trying. There's a pretty cool verse just in there. Hit the next button. Um, from James 3.8. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace for them that make peace. Just another angle on, like, when we walk in peace... Fruit just comes. The writer of Hebrews, though, seemed quite concerned about us getting into that rest, or rather that we might miss out on that. There was the children of Israel who missed out on that rest, and he's like, really, watch out. And this is the bit that always got me like flustered, because like, I wasn't quite sure what I'd have to do. Because he says, make sure that you get into that rest. Like, what if I do miss out? Well, what happened to the children of Israel. They wandered around in the desert for 40 years. They were right next to the land that God had promised them. But they didn't get in because God, because they didn't believe what God had said. So I think missing out for me looks like spending my life, wasting my effort. I know that God's promises for me are literally around the corner. Tonight, tomorrow, at any moment, I can actually step into because of what Jesus has done for us, I can like just straight step into and start operating at all the fullness that God has 
for me or for you. It's right there. But we, why is the writer of Hebrews like so, like he's literally antsy, and I used to feel condemned reading it. I was always just sure that I'm not quite in that rest. He's really passionate about it because it's really easy for us to walk our entire lives in the desert, right alongside what God has promised us, but not in it. To live our lives in dryness. The desert is a place where there's no fruit. There's no growing plants. There's no water. It's completely dry, but it was right next to what God had promised them. So clearly, it would seem, when we've got that, next back to that stack that I drew up there, this would be absolute common sense. Like, which Christian wouldn't want to be doing this? Like, as so obvious, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. Take my boat, take my yoke upon you and learn from me because I'm easy on you. It's not hard. But somehow we end up doing things differently. Let me explain from my own life. And I know this much better than I would like to. Um, Growing fruit, which is like a pot right at the top there, is something God's put in us, and it's a godly thing to want to, to do something with our life. So I'm an achiever, and I get a real good kick out of getting things done. And lately my life has been beautifully busy, and it's gotten busier and busier. And at some point, I lost that connection with God, and I didn't really feel easy. So my quickest way to fill that need was to do something productive. I get a wee kick out of that. Oh, that was good. And as life got busier, the more anxious I got, the more shots I would need of, 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 of achievement to keep my peace. And it keeps eating its way down and down. And I got more and more tense underneath and more and more far away from God without even realizing it. And I started to not, not be able to enjoy listening to my wife or playing with my kids because there's no visible evidence of achieving something right then, right there. And I get all antsy. My wife's like, mm-hmm, it hasn't been fun. I get all antsy, and I'm like, I know I'm being a human doing, not a human being. I need to be, so I'll try and be with my kids, but I get all fidgety inside. A friend of mine said, well, you maybe just need to do stuff for no reason, drive around the block, like literally do something for no reason. I couldn't. I tried to think of something I would do to try and wean myself off achievement. No. So I went out, and, and, and God started to actually speak to me clearly through other people, because I wasn't even listening to him. I started realized that I was running away from what he might say. I don't know why. Um, about being still. So I'm right, I've got to be a human being. Just be, be still. Just the thought of being still gave me, gave me the jitters. Because I was trying to get my peace, my, my rest, from having achieved something. And it's very, very temporary. Now for you, some of you, if you're an achiever, you'll get me. You know exactly what that feels like and like that drive to achieve. But you might not be. When you don't feel connected to God, you might use something else to fill that hole. For example, Facebook, gaming, porn, shopping. Anything that gives you that wee moment of peace, I feel good. Life is great. But it only lasts for a moment and tomorrow you've got to get more. You've got to get better. Because it doesn't last. So, I took 
a stack of my, I took assessment of myself, put the next slide, and I drew up this this graph which you see next, which I drew first. The first graph I've showed you is the exact opposite of this graph. This is the first one I drew, which is just looking at myself, realizing that I'm working real hard, going nowhere quickly. I'm not connected to the people around me. Underneath that is a whole lot of anxiety, which is fueling this really dysfunctional behavior. Underneath that anxiety is obviously some fear. Underneath that fear is doubt. And doubt in the Bible is often called unbelief, or it's a lack of faith. Right there you can see why I wasn't living in the rest of God. And underneath that, there will be some lie about God, about his goodness. I talked to a friend of mine and I realized, because I'm like, what is wrong with me? What, what on earth is wrong with me? I just can't seem to get still. And I realized I was running away because I, I hadn't listened to God for so long that I was really afraid of what he might say if I let him catch up with me. That's why I was really, 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 really busy. Um, and I realized that I expected God to come. I somehow thought that God would come at me with a list of not to-dos, but an expectation of a higher standard for me. I wasn't quite sure if I was meeting up to his standard, which is like the complete opposite. He's offering rest. But for some reason or other, I was scared, and I was running away from God, literally trying to fill my life with all, or anything else that would stop me from having to be still and connect with God. Trying to fill it with peace when right there, right next to where I was walking in the desert, was the promised land. Right there is everything that God has for us. It's not, a, it's not a big journey that we have to take. It's right there next to us, available. And now I understand why the writer of Hebrews, if you remember the passages we went through, the bit that used to always stick out to me, if you hear his voice today. Don't, don't be stubborn. And again, they used to always, oh, am I hearing his voice? Why does the writer of Hebrews keep coming back to that? Because when we're still, it says, be still and know that I'm God. When we're still, when we're quiet, which is not common in our Western world, and we hear God's voice, when God's Spirit, Holy Spirit, is the Spirit of truth, when it speaks to our hearts, when we get truth in our hearts, then faith grows. And when faith grows, we enter his, we can enter into his rest. That's why it's so important to hear God's voice, to hear him for yourself. That's all I was missing. It's being still and actually being able to hear God's voice. My cute voice. Are you going to come with me? Yeah? Stand right there. I'll keep talking. So... And when, when you are in that stillness and you can have God's Spirit speaking into you, you walk in His rest and you're connected to God and the people around you and then fruit can actually start to just grow out of your life without you trying. And if you're an achiever like me, that matters so much. For me, this is a very fresh journey, one that I've really just kind of come out of recently. I'm working on learning how to be still because... I'm quite a busy person. But I've come to realise that I needed to have a, be, a wee fast of busyness. Now you might need to fast, you might need to take a wee break from busyness and be still. Leave it there. 
You may also need to take a break from something else. It could be Facebook or shopping. Whatever it is that you're using to fill your life instead of God, instead of taking time to connect with him. That's between you and him. Boys, either going to stand with me here or you hop back down. Yeah, you stand here or you hop back down. All right, I'll wrap it up there. If this is you and you realize that you've been living a really busy life, or if you haven't been really busy but you've been very anxious, then know that the abundance of God's life is just around the corner for you. There's no condemnation in the letter of Hebrews when you understand it. It's an offer. He's like, I don't want you to miss out because there's so much goodness, so much peace. Peace is so good when you've been living in anxiety. Right there for you, right there tonight. If that's you, I'd love to pray for you right now. You can always come up for a prayer later. But if you feel like that's you and you've been stressing out, running real fast or jamming lots of other things into your life instead of being still before God, I'd love you to stand. I'd love to pray for you. Yeah, Father God, we just honour those people who have stood right now and all the people who are also sitting, and we just release, in Jesus' name, an open ear, that they would be able to hear your Spirit speaking to their hearts. That you would show them the things in their life that how you want to connect with them. You give them the, I bless them with boldness to cut out whatever is jamming their life. That they would be able to hear you clearly again and be able to enter your rest. I bless these people with abundant life. And just in such an awareness of your presence and peace, every bit of fear and anxiety right now in the name of Jesus to be gone. We thank you for your peace in Jesus' name. Amen.